out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. A while ago I was again invited to be a guest on the Talking Orangutans podcast. You can access all their podcasts by going to YouTube and clicking Talking Orangutans podcast. Hope you can find it. This time the invitation was to discuss my new book Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. This episode of Meet Me in the Field is the audio extract of that Talking Orangutans podcast episode. Marwa, the Talking Orangutans podcast host, is an amazing interviewer. He is super intelligent, interested in so many things and mega sharp. He keeps his interviewees on their toes and I believe he brings out the best in us. He really pushed me to dig deep on certain aspects of life and non and I loved the experience. This podcast is supported by the first layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life Anon, a 12-step guide to non-addicts. You can find it by following the link on the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me directly or on any of my social media platforms. Sit back. Relax and enjoy. We're live. Are we alive? Which voice do you want? Do you want my, do you want my counselling voice? Or do you want me? <laughs> no, not you. No, thank you. <laughs> anything, just anything, not you. Anything other than <laughs> Freddy Fares, please. Again. <laughs> so, um... We're live. We're live indeed. Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's awesome to be back. Uh, I wouldn't invite you back if I don't enjoy talking to you. <laughs> I wouldn't say yes if I didn't enjoy talking to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So today we have a, a little bit of an agenda here. If yes. anyone is listening. Uh, so Freddie's been here now, it's his third time. Third time, yeah. So you're actually joining Dion and he's been here three times. Ah, and you've cool. Been here three times. The competition's on. So, Freddie, just to introduce him quickly, Freddie is a addictions counselor. Yeah. And if you want counseling for addiction, then please contact Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> it will be in the description <laughs> box below. My actual title is addictions counselor and specialist wellness counselor. Cool. I'm, I'm registered with two different professional bodies. So, the one I'm, I'm, I'm an I'm an addictions counselor, other one specialist wellness. And the reason for that is that I don't just do addiction. I do, I've done some very good family work recently. I do couple work. I do a lot of other stuff, whatever people want to come and talk to me about. And one of the things that I've done recently is work with people on self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So wellness would be a psychological wellness. Absolutely. Yeah. Because the, the I think the second last podcast I uploaded it's Carolyn, the wellness coach, yeah. but she's more of physical wellness. Yes. Where yeah, you the psychological wellness. psychological wellness, mental mental health. So we've got the wellness man, <laughs> and then also a podcaster. So Fred has got his own podcast called Meet Me in the Field. Yeah, 
which you can go check out on various platforms yes. such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Podcast. Overcast, Anchor. Anchor FM, whatever. So yeah. th- it's available everywhere or you can go directly to his uh, website. Yeah, Freddy with an ie.org.za. And then meet me in the field. Yes. And his podcast is basically the specific focus on spirituality. Yes. I speak to people mostly about their spiritual journeys. <laughs> and Tyson, Madeline and I are giggling because my cat Tyson is now on the dining room table, stepping on Madeline's keys, making that noise that you've been hearing. And I don't mind that. I'm just a jittery person in general. <laughs> so I don't like hearing noises and shit. I'm like, what is that? And uh, so anyway, um, so that's Freddie. Yeah. And an author. And this is the reason why he's here. So Freddie combined his podcast and addiction wellness uh, side and he became an author. And his first book was called? The First Layer. Which is? The First Layer is a 12-step workbook to work through the 12 steps in 21 days. And I base a program, um, outpatient program on that. It's 24 sessions with me where I counsel with you. We do some step work counsel again, do more step work, counsel again, and finish the steps. So within 24 sessions, you would have worked through the 12 steps in any addiction. And the 12 steps are? The 12 steps of Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous. It was started by Alcoholics Anonymous in the late 30s. And um, I don't know what to say. wrote a book. They brought out a book called Alcoholics Anonymous, which we call the big book. And... Bill W. and Dr. Bob were the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, but Bill W. specifically was kind of the the face. And he was actually um, chosen as one of the top 100 influential people in the world of the 19th century by Times Magazine because of what AA has done. Because through AA and the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, a lot of other fellowships like Narcotics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, Eating Disorder Anonymous, Sex Anonymous, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, Sex, sex and Sex. God, where was I? Sex, Sex and Love. We got caught up on sex anonymous. there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about sex, baby. Um, Codependence Anonymous. It's something like 200 different anonymous fellowships that started because of the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it is because the shit works. And then you wrote the first layer because? I wrote the first layer because... I myself am an addict, a drug addict, an alcoholic, a sex addict, and a codependent. So I had a sponsor, so a sponsee in AA and NA, and the guy just couldn't get clean. He would stay clean for about a month, six weeks, and then relapse. And every time he relapsed, he just felt worse and worse and worse about himself. And during one of the sessions, he said to me, you know what? I really hate myself because I can't, even, I can't even get through the bloody steps. And then he said, but why don't you write something so that I can, in the period that I'm clean, actually just go through the steps so at least I can know I've gone through the steps. So I wrote the first layer. Because people, so if I understand correctly, people come into the rooms, they're going to, let's say, be there for about two weeks to four weeks. And the steps normally takes a year to two years to it go through one to 12. To and you were like, okay, I've only got this guy here for maybe two or four weeks. Yeah. Let me write something so that he can just do a crash Absolutely. course. At least he has learned something. Yeah. 
And the, the, the reason why I thought it could work was because in Alcoholics Anonymous, in the beginning days of, 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 of AA, and that was about in the mid-30s, mm. the alcoholics would grab somebody while they're busy detoxing. And the minute he's out of detox, they will take him through the steps, all 12 steps in a weekend. And I thought to myself, why do we in now, in, in, in modern days, take so long to go through the steps? There's no reason why we should take all this time. And the specific reason why I called it the, the first layer is I'm not saying that work through this book and you would have addressed all your issues. But at least in the 21 days that you're working through this, we can peel the first layer of the onion. We, I refer to the, to the kind of human psyche as an onion, which every time we, we, we do work on ourselves, we peel another layer of onion and we get closer and closer to the core. So the more work we do, we get closer to the core of who we actually are. And that's where we, that's where we want to be. We want to discover what is the actual core of the person we're dealing with. Strip out all the bullshit, all the noise, all the trauma, all the... Um, filters that they listen through, all the f glasses that they look through, and get to the real person. Because invariably that real person is, is, is a wonderful, wonderful, unique, loving individual. Nobody's born a fucker. <laughs> I truly believe that, Marva. Yeah. If you can't see, he's laughing at me. <laughs> I truly don't believe anybody's born a fucker. But we are all born good people. And then things happen to us. And, 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 and those incidences give different meanings to different things in our lives, which forms our belief system. So eventually we, we end up believing that we can't trust people, or that we can't be trusted, or that we are bad people, or we are unworthy people. And through the work we can do through the 12 steps, we can strip off all those layers, all those false beliefs. I had a sponsor at some stage, I referred to to, to those type of beliefs as, as my default behavior. Because what we try to do in recovery, we try to learn new behaviors, new ways of looking at things, new ways of listening. What I'm learning a lot in couples therapy specifically is modern people aren't good listeners. We, 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 we listen through filters. We hear what we want to hear. We, we, we hear from our, from our background. So somebody might say, Marva, you are a really awesome person. What you hear is, this guy thinks I'm an awesome person, but actually I'm a fuck-up. Mm -hmm. So we need to remove that filter. We need to remove the fuck-up filter so that you can hear yeah. what, 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 what's or actually what being said. what's his agenda for telling me exactly. I'm awesome? Yeah. Well, there's no agenda. You, it's you, almost you're like just you, an awesome person. It's like confirmation bias. Like yeah. You're looking for, you're Absolutely. trying to interpret whatever's out there to confirm whatever you're thinking totally so and even with your negative self-image you're ready to yeah warp uh positive feedback into negative totally so so what we try and do in, 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 in through the 12 steps is take all these false beliefs and one by one strip them off strip them off and get closer and closer to, to who the real person is because i believe that real person is actually a good person is it is it possible of course it's that possible. after some time, <laughs> that person has officially become not a good person. And you can never change them back to good, just elements of good. Because I, oh. I can acknowledge that there's my new thing that I'm working on Ooh. is uh, 
is that I'm not a narcissist, but I have narcissistic tendencies. Absolutely. And then I asked my uh, sponsor, zero to ten, how much? And he's like, I would say you're a solid three. I was like, I can live with that. Hard pull to swallow, but cool. Um, and I'll never be at zero, yeah. but I'll, I'll maybe be one or two. Maybe there's days where I'm five, but I'm, I'm wondering, is it possible that someone's become bad? And then they've, they've just gone too far and they'll never be able to come back. They'll have tendencies of being good and sustaining good. Yeah. But then irreversible damage has happened. I, I, still, I, I still personally have to work with a person who cannot be helped. If that, if that answers your question. So I'm not saying that there are not people who have gone too far. But I have not worked with anybody like that yet. So there's always been some form of progress. And the, 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 I think the secret to success is awareness. If, if I can help the person to become aware that a certain behavior pattern has a certain unwanted result, then I can get him to stop acting in that way or we can work in, 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 in him becoming aware when he acts that way and probably act slightly differently, even if it's 10% differently, then we could see a difference in the result. Mm. And I always say to people, look at a, a ship on the ocean. So the ship is going to travel, I hope you're better at physics than I was. <laughs> so the ship is going to travel 10,000 kilometers. At at the, after 1,000 kilometers of the journey, you change his course by one degree. What difference is that going to make to his end destination? And that's what I work with. If I can help you to change your behavior by 1% or 2% or 3%, mm. over time that change has a, a vast effect on the results that you get in your life. And I believe everybody is capable of, of, of getting that change. So if someone gets the first layer, do they need to see you or can they just do the book by themselves? They can do the book by themselves. I have one guy who bought the first layer because he had a drinking problem. And when I sent him the book, I, I said to him, I'm sending the book today. Please stay in touch with me. Let me know how it goes. And he didn't. But because I'm a control freak and codependent, I sent him a message every now and then. said, hey, how are you doing? How's the work going? And he actually sat down, and in a 21-day period, he worked through the book. I think he missed a day every year and then. He stopped drinking. Since then, he had one drink one day and realized that this, this is really not how he wants to live his life. And as, as far as I know, it's possibly now four or five months later. And his life has really changed. Mm. I saw a posting of him the other day where he said, he was sitting on the beach and just being so aware of, of, of what's happening around him, mm. which is beautiful because he's spent his life drinking and not being aware what's happening around mm. him. Have you had some people that thought they are alcoholics, but it turned out they are problem drinkers? Because this is an interesting, yes. this is an interesting thought for me uh, that's come up. And guys, we're going to move on to the main idea, which is this <laughs> new book. But it's just to give a solid foundation and introduction of how did we, how we, we but how did Freddie get to his new book? But um, 
the new concept that's very interesting for me is this alcoholic versus problem drinker. Yeah. And uh, I've I've seen a few people recently and I'm like, dude, I'm not sure you're one of us. Mm. You know, I think you, <laughs> listen, what you're doing is not great. Yeah. But uh, if you remove the alcohol, I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. I think uh, the alcohol just doesn't respond nicely. It's like, it's literally like having an allergy such as dairy. Yeah. You eat dairy and your tummy is upset. And because of the dairy, you now have diarrhea. Yeah. But if you stop eating dairy, the diarrhea disappears. And it's almost like some people have that with alcohol. Do you Absolutely. Just don't. Alcohol. So if you want to stop being an asshole, stop drinking mm. or drink less. Drink, drink up to a point. Know your limit. After this third glass of wine, you're still okay. Once you have had the fourth one, you're an asshole. So don't have the fourth glass of wine. And if I can help you to, 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 to learn how to stop after three glasses, then... So to answer your question, Marva, is I truly believe that there's a big misconception in life that all people who overdrink are alcoholics. I don't believe that. I think you have people who can drink socially. Then you get people who abuse alcohol. People who are binge drinkers. And then you get your alcoholics. But I do believe that binge drinkers are, binge drinking is a form of alcoholism. So those two I, I, I will still categorize as, 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 you know what, you really need serious help. But your alcohol abuser He's not necessarily a, 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 an alcoholic. A lot of people abuse alcohol during a certain phase of their lives. Students. <laughs> um, people who go through difficult patches in their lives. A guy's going through, through a divorce and he virtually feels he needs a crutch. And he, use that, he uses that alcohol as a crutch. So when I see somebody like that, I try to, 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 to not necessarily deal with the alcohol. I rather deal with the emotions and the thoughts and the feelings that go around the, the divorce. Because if I can, can, can deal with those feelings, then you will, probably, you will not need the alcohol to cope. Have you seen the movie A Star is Born? No, I haven't. Do you know anything about it? I know nothing about it. I know that one of the characters... So let's move a, this conversation <laughs> on. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know two of my favorite people are in there, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, for two completely different reasons. Um, and I know one of the characters is an alcoholic. Or has a problem drink has a drinking problem, and that's what I know about it. So that would have been quite a cool uh, little uh, uh, discussion, but we'll have that uh, after you've seen the the movie. Cool. Um, Twenty one days on the first layer, then you've peeled away the first part. I would say the first layer. Yeah, you've done one round of steps, and we've exposed one. One layer of yeah. the problem. And anyone that's wanting to know what is the twelve steps, then just write in. Google 12 steps and you'll see that there's a list that kicks out. And I think if you say there's 200 different 12-step uh, fellowships, uh, the, like step one, we admitted that we were powerless over. And Absolutely, then there's a yeah. word such as alcohol, yeah. narcotics, drugs, whatever. So the only difference is that that word Absolutely, changes. Yeah. But then otherwise, all the 12 steps are the same. I'm so glad you say that. Look at my smile. <laughs> because that point that out of 12 steps, only the first one deals with the compulsive behavior. The rest of the steps don't. The rest of the steps deal with normal day-to-day -day stuff. 
And that's why I sat down and thought kind of, surely the 12 steps can work for other stuff as well, not just for addiction. And that is what my new book is about, trying to, to see can it work for, for, for that stuff. And I've mm. seen it because what I've done, Marva, is I, I used my book. I got a client who came in that really suffered from a really, really, really low self-esteem. And I am not a, an academic counselor. I work very much with what's in front of me. I, I listen to the client and, and I trust my gut. <laughs> and, and with that client specifically, I thought, I am sure if we, if we use the 12 steps and say, um, I admit that I'm powerless over my low self-esteem and that made my life unmanageable. And we did it. I gave the person that drafted my book and I said, let's do it on your low self-esteem. The journey has been phenomenal. <laughs> it is so beautiful to see what, what this has done for that person. Um, the person has started art classes. The person suddenly has a group of friends. The person is capable of standing up in meetings and state when the person's not happy with how things are been going. Things that would not have been possible a few months ago. And that made me really believe that this shit can work for other stuff as well. Which made you write Life Anon, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. Yeah. Nice little segue into that. <laughs> <laughs> Where does the, the name Life Anon come from? Oh, that was such a difficult thing. And to be honest with you, I still don't know whether it's the right title. I, 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 so my thinking was that... <laughs> the, <laughs> I guess, like, which part of this do you find funny? <laughs> How tough you are on yourself. <laughs> It's like, fuck, it's published. It's not changing. <laughs> it's, in, it's in print. It, it's too late to change it It's now. like, that struggle was like a year ago, <laughs> six months ago. Like, it's time to let go of that one. <laughs> I, su I suppose it is, yeah. yeah. So, my thinking was that in addiction, there are fellowships like Alcoholics Anonymous, and then there is a fellowship for the, for the non-alcoholic the family and friends of the alcoholic, they struggle with, with, with other stuff. And that is called Al-Anon. They struggle with the alcoholic. They struggle with the alcoholic. Which, so it's not an addiction, mm. but they struggle with something outside of, of, of addiction. The addict is their problem. The same with Narcotics Anonymous. They've got a fellowship, Naranon, for, for the family and friends or people who love the, the, the addict. In sex addiction, there's... Um, 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 Hmm. Oh Salanon. Koza. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute there was just a, there's a brain fart. Koza. And for most fellowships, there, there is the support for, for the family member. So the family member is not an addict. So it, in, in my mind, the anon is the, 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 the non-addict. But we struggle with life. So life for the non-addict. Life mm. anon. It <gasps> suddenly makes perfect sense. I like the name. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I think, I think it can stay. No, I think it's perfect. So, because we, it's like gym. It's not like gym will only work for people that gym. 
Okay, explain yourself there. Gym will work for everyone. Everyone that goes to the gym, it will help them. Uh, I get so that. a lot of people that are at the gym, they're like, fuck, you know, this makes me feel really good. If I can maybe get other people to do this as well, yeah. then uh, you can do it and you're going to feel better. But Absolutely. because they all ripped and on steroids, for example, which is a specific crowd, a lot of people are like, you know what? I'm not that deep into it. Yeah. I don't actually want to do it like that. And I think it's similar with people in the fellowship. They're like, fuck, you know, this can work for other people yeah. because it helps me. And I, what you basically doing, it's um, it's like this is something that can work for you. I know Russell Brand is the big advocate of, I want everyone on the 12 yeah. steps. And he's a little bit like, not crusaderish, but he's very out there. But I'm like, fuck, each to his own. And it might help a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so I think what you've done now is like, you've simplified the 12 steps for the average person. Yes. You it's not like we're going to be bodybuilders, but you know what? This is a basic idea and maybe you can work it. So Absolutely. that's how I see. And that yeah. where life and non, because if we take the 12 steps, the first one, it will have the word. That's the problem. Yes. Alcohol, narcotics. Yeah. Now what's the problem? Life. You know, and they see you got your life on, so I think it's yeah. a very nice name. Awesome. Thank you very much. Your approval is important to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should work this. <laughs> so, um, how long did you write on this one? I think it was about two years. Since, and how long from getting the idea to starting to write? I had the idea when coming into recovery. And that's about 10 years ago. And realizing how the 12 steps are working for me to change my behavior, to change the way I react to life. And that is also the premise of, 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 of this book, is through life and non, I try people to stop reacting to a situation, but to respond appropriately, respond correctly. Because what we do is, again, you know, the, the filters, the filter in our ear and the, the, the glasses at which we look through life, they give us a meaning. Something happens and it goes through our filter and we react immediately to, to, to the stimulus. Well, if, if we can change the glasses we look through and we can change the filters that we listen through we can t and take three seconds, we can respond appropriately. Mm. So to answer your question, I... I got the idea when, when I started seeing that the 12 steps are working for me in my life. Because what happened was I, I came into recovery for drugs and alcohol. And after a few years, my, my want or my need to use drugs and alcohol has been removed. I, I, don't, I don't want to drink or use drugs anymore. But life happens. Shit happens. I... I also suffer from low self-esteem. So I must be very careful when somebody says, why this name? Do not think, oh fuck, there's something wrong with the name. I'm literally curious I, on why this name. Exactly. And you're like, what is, he's asking why because something's wrong. Exactly. Where I'm like more curious. Yeah. So I actually like the name and that's why I asked <laughs> it so that you can explain to yeah. everyone how you got to the cool name. So previously my, my reaction would have been, Oh my God, there's something wrong with the name. That's why I was asking. Mm. And I would come from, I would invariably 
either flight, kind of, I don't want to go there with you and talk past it, pretend that that, that, that this never happened, or I will actually um, fight. I will, I, will, I will take you on it. What the fuck's wrong with the name? You know, why, why do you have a problem with it? Yeah. And now what I do is I act appropriately, kind of, okay, this is why I chose it. I, I, I wasn't so sure about it. Mm. But now that I've discussed it with you, I, I actually remembered why I decided to stick with the name. And that's a behavior problem that that changed for me. Um, what else is there? Self-pity. Oh, my God, Marva. I used to be the world's biggest fucking sulker. Everything that happened in life was against me. Is I truly believe that I was, I was, I was just the, most, the unluckiest person in the world, and I felt so sorry for myself about it. Which meant that I was constantly in, a, in quite a depressed state. Because if you constantly believe that life is unfair and, and life is out to get me, then how can you enjoy life? Mm. So I had to, to learn to, when something happens, to not say, oh my God, God hates me. <laughs> I smile, go fuck all me. But <laughs> to say kind of, your life happens. Mm. Shit happens. And it's okay. So I can either choose to, 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 to mull in the, in the shit that happened, or I can say, okay, shit happens, but look at the beautiful day outside. Step outside and go and enjoy the day. Mm. That's another behavior for me that, that has changed. It's got nothing to do with drugs and alcohol. The drugs and alcohol problems have been, 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 been left behind, dealt with in a way. Mm. I, 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 I have the potential to struggle with life issues. I think the simple metaphor for people that don't understand it, it's like if I had a problem with Sarah, my first girlfriend... And I have a problem with Jane, my second one. And I have a problem with Normsley, <laughs> <laughs> my third one. It's like I've left the problems I've had with the first one. I've left the problems I've had with the second one. But the problems keep coming back. Yeah. Um, and then some people are crazy enough to think, well, fuck, woman's the problem. Exactly. <laughs> Let me try yeah. men. And then you realize, but I have a problem with John. Exactly. I have a problem with Peter yeah. <laughs> and with Sheeple. Yeah. And then it's like, well, fuck, yeah. maybe I should become a cat person. If all and then if suddenly like there's problems that, that, that continues to be there. Yeah. And I think the sad thing sometimes is that some people only realize this at like 60, 70. Yeah. You know, I'm one of the fortunate ones that I've realized that it's it's crap to say it and I sometimes struggle to say it, but like I'm the problem. Mm. And uh, some days, like I had it today where I met up with my uh, sponsor and it's like, dude, it just frustrates me. It's like whenever people irritate me, it's like the solution is me. <laughs> the solution is within me. And <laughs> it's like... And I'm like, why? You're and so it's like tired of looking at it's yourself. Like, it's time. just like, fuck, it's always with me and it's always with me. But I feel like uh, because of that, I am able to experience certain things that some people don't because yeah. I can move on a little bit faster. Uh, there's a more variety and flavor in my life. There's more disappointment because of all of it, because yeah. I get involved with more facets of life. But... Um, the stuff is within you, you know? Absolutely. So obviously the, the drug problem isn't there. Yeah. But uh, a variety of other things are there. Absolutely, it's like if if your third girlfriend broke breaks up with you because you're possessive or jealous. Yeah, 
maybe they don't it's not them that have a problem with possessive people yeah it's your possessiveness your jealousy that's the problem it's not like i want to find <laughs> a lady underneath a rock somewhere that doesn't like this possessive trait of mine <laughs> I just need to continue looking. Yeah, exactly. If I can't find them in South Africa, I'm going to find them in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> and if I don't find them there, I'm going to go to Italy. Or order a Russian bride. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, um, so I just want to, if I open the book, it's quite a lot of writing. Very nice uh, quality, I must say. There's even yeah. color in this. How much does this book cost? The book to buy is 300 rand. Okay. And um, postage in South Africa is 35 rand. And Reliable it, postage is 35 rand. You know, what, what's really interesting, Marve, is I used, I used the post office. Okay. I used the, um, the registered mail with the post office, and not one book has gone missing. But what, what's important is to keep on tracking the book, because from Somerset West Post Office to where it goes, it actually goes very quickly. Okay. It's in it's in the receiving post office mm. where the shit happens. Yeah, yeah. So I track it for the client, but I, or the client also has a traffic the, the tracking number, and I let them know, dude, your book's at the post office. Go to the post office, Just take go it, go and fetch it. And because how much for? So this is three hundred. How much for uh, the first layer? Uh, Two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah. And special package if you buy both. Oh, you know, I actually haven't thought about that. To be continued. Yeah, absolutely. Let's not put you on the spot. I actually, on, at the Recovery Festival, when I launched the book, I, 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 everybody at the Recovery Festival got a little um, a voucher or something. And they got a 50 rand discount. Okay, okay. If they bought there. So, so let me just read the, the first paragraph. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hi, my name is Freddie. I am an addict of various persuasions. I know that you are not. This is why this book is for you. At the age of 42, I eventually found out how, by responding to life appropriately, I could live life joyfully. Now, 10 years later, I am happier than I have ever been. I am writing this book because I believe that by sharing what I learned, I may help you find joy in your life too. The essence of life and on is perfectly encapsulated by Michael Nolte, author of Getting Beyond What Is, when he says, Regardless of the situation we find ourselves in, we can choose how to respond to it. Even if we cannot change the situation itself, we can choose to change how we look at it and how to respond to it. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. It does indeed. <laughs> and in color, how impressive is that? So what I've done is, Jaco did, my husband did the whole layout for me of the book. So what we do, there's actually kind of, Four different type of writings in there. One is a, a, a normal text when I write about the step, give mm. my understanding or the understanding of, of, of the step. And then there's sections that's in color. Every step has a different color. And that little, if something's in a block, it's something that I really want you to, to get. Something like, um, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. If, if you want something to be different in your life, you need to do one of two things. This one says, what others think of you is none of your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the, in the colored blocks. Then there are writing that, that has a block around it. And that is what I call personally. That's my personal experience. There I will say kind of uh, in step seven when we ask our higher power to remove our shortcomings. 
I had a specific problem because I, I couldn't let my, my, my character defects go. Or I, couldn't, I couldn't start living without my character defects because I didn't know what I... I, I couldn't perceive Freddie not being afraid, Freddie not being self-piteous, Freddie not being self-centered, Freddie not being um, 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 attention-seeking. And it took me a long time. It, it took a, a, a wonderful sponsor to say to me, Freddie, kind of, it's actually bloody arrogant of you, of you to, to, to expect, to tell a higher entity what to remove and what to replace it with. Oh, okay. Maybe just think of, of the opposite spiritual principle of your defects as love and let's start with self-love. Mm. Let's love yourself enough and then trust. And w- the term he used was um, surrender your future. I had to let go of any picture I have I had of what I might look like without those coping mechanisms and just trust that the, that the Freddy I'm going to be will be good enough. And frankly, I like the Freddy that I am now. Mm. I'm very, very happy that I, that I could let go of that stuff because I am not afraid anymore. I am not as self-centered as I was anymore. I mean, fear matter my life was absolutely ruled by fear. I did nothing. I, the idea of, of writing... Three sentences that somebody would, would read to somebody else it would have freaked me out completely. Now I've written a second book. Why? Because I'm not afraid anymore. Because if you don't like what I, re- what I write, then don't read it. Exactly. And um, it took you two years to write this. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Is yes. it easy for you? The writing comes easily. I'm a very, very disciplined person. So what I try to do is I try to put two hours a day aside. So I, I would see clients, but if a client would want to make an appointment for a certain time, I, I had that booked in my diary for writing. So I, I wrote very disciplined, in a very disciplined fashion, um, probably two hours a day. Let's say I managed to get it done four days a week. What was far more difficult was the editing. Because now the, the product is there. They, um, <laughs> Yaku, Yaku has, has an issue with this word I'm going to use now, and that is your first draft is what they call your vomit copy. Okay. <laughs> because that's virtually you're sitting just vomiting all the ideas out mm, on paper, mm, just mm. getting this stuff out. And I made the mistake of giving my vomit copy to somebody to, to edit it. And that was horrific because the criticism was just vast. It was, it was hectic. And understand why, because it was a shit piece of writing. It wasn't good. And I'm very grateful for the fact that he was so critical. But I had to really work on not taking it personally. Because Freddie, the old Freddie, would have, I'm a bad writer. I shouldn't be writing this. So what I, what I rather took was, I could have done this better. This could have been said, yeah, he's right. I could have said that differently. I could have used a different word there. Yes, he's right. That concept actually doesn't make sense the way it's there. I need to probe into that. And that was difficult, going to sit down and basically do a second write. Because me, one of my defects is impatience. So I've written the, I've written the fucking book. I want it out. <laughs> no. Um, that specific, his name is Gustav. He, he said to me that a lot of writers don't show anybody anything they've written until they've rewritten it like in 10 times. I don't have that patience. I reached a point where something is good enough. 
Will you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, then it's cool. <laughs> so then it can go. How much of the vomit copy is in here? Most of it. So about seventy percent. No more. The, the whole vomit copy is in there. Okay. It, it How just, much is the vomit copy refined until this? Eighty uh, percent. <laughs> so this is eighty percent refined. Yeah. yeah. So even but everything that I wanted in there is in there, but just put differently. For instance, I, I gave the vomit copy to a friend, and she came back and she said, "Freddie, I, I read the first few paragraphs, and it's bad. I, I don't understand." The voice you're using, I don't understand who you're talking to, who you're talking about, because you use I and we and you and your and they, so interrelated that I'm so confused. So I had to go and sit and, and, and virtually pull out. Mm. Now I'm talking about me, so that needs to go into the personally block. Now I'm talking to the reader, so therefore it is normal text. Now I want to really emphasize something, it goes into a colored block. And then I've got something that I call the scenario as well. So if in the beginning of the book, I took a scenario that I've read once in a newspaper. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a true life thing that I made fictitious. It was a girl discovered that her boyfriend cheated on her. So she took a pair of scissors and she went into his cupboard and she cut all his clothes in half. <laughs> I think it's fabulous, to be completely honest with you. Well done. <laughs> so I use that type of example as, and I call her Sarah. So this was Sarah's reaction to what happened. So through the whole book, I bring in the Sarah situation. How could she have done this differently? What would have been the appropriate thing? Um, at what stage could she have stopped herself? Could she have done a different way of thinking around this? What caused Sarah to think the way she had, that she does? So all of those scenario things are, are written in, in um, indent. So there are four different, basically four different voices in there. One who shouts, <laughs> that, that's in the color, the normal writing, the me personally, and the, the, the Sarah situation. And how long did it take from starting to write to having your vomit copy? About a year. And then about another year to fine-tune yeah. everything. Yes. And which part do you enjoy the most out of that two years? The one that you're holding in your hand. The end when product. It was, when it was finished. <laughs> and this was about a month, two months ago. I finished it, oh God, I finished it for the recovery festival, which was the 23rd of September. Okay. But it turned out to be a fucker because my father passed away beginning of July and there was just a lot happening in that period and beginning of October, I, no, beginning of, when did I go through to help my mother move in? Beginning of September. Mm. There was just a lot happening in my life and arranging the recovery festival as well. So if, at the end, to, to, to finish the editing on this book and the, the, the typesetting and everything was such a rush that I, I had no joy from it. I will never, ever, ever try to get a book out while I'm doing something else important again. Does, mm. I learned that lesson. I, don't do that. Unless you have both, a, both are too important. Unless you have a bigger structure around you. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the whole thing. It's like, I, I have this problem where I compare myself to others. Ah. And, um, and when you compare yourself to others, I think you've got to do it all the way. Not like... <laughs> 
a little bit. And it's like, if I look at other podcasters bringing out content, it's be like, don't just be like, oh, I'm not bringing out as much as they do or da, 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 da. It's like, well, he or she is paying X amount of money for seven people to be present for each podcast to do this, 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 this. So I think compare yourself in a certain way, but then just go all all out. And like, listen, if you had a different support structure around you, then fucking recovery festival, writing books and this and this and this and this one day. Yeah. Like I also say, one day. One day, yeah. And that's an interesting thing that that, that you're mentioning, Mario, because I think, a huge problem that a lot of us has in life is, is comparing ourselves. So if somebody suffers from, from comparing themselves and always coming out second best, pick up life or not, mm-hmm. is your reaction to life is to compare yourself. What's the appropriate response? Look inward and compare yourself to the person you were yesterday. That's the only, that's the only thing to do is try to be better than, your, than, than you were yesterday. And I, th- I think it's so much harder these days with the social media and everything. Yeah. And not listen, I, I don't. You can do a whole podcast on that, but I will take. Before I started, I took a few pictures of the setup, and I'm gonna go choose the best one okay. <laughs> to put it on. Yeah. That's not even talking about, um, you know all the pretty girls or all the pretty boys out there and it's like and then Absolutely. I don't know it's just it's a it's a strange era I thought about it the other day I spoke to someone about when I was younger if you wanted to be part of the party you had to go <laughs> it's not about you could have seen 17 people stake on the party yeah. the next day or even almost like a live update of yeah. this is what's going on. Now, there was this strange thing when I was younger that I really felt like I'm missing out if I wasn't there. FOMO. Fear of missing out. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and I always had this, I wanted to go because I'm just scared I might miss out. Yeah. And most of the times, you know, you go out and it's like, that wasn't amazing. You wanted it to be fucking awesome yeah. every single time and it just couldn't. And I think it's somehow easier these days that you don't really want to go out because I can just see if it was good or not or I semi-experienced it. Yeah. I don't know. It's like when you, when I was younger, like to find a DVD of ACDC wasn't that easy. You know, you had to work quite hard for it and then you would get yeah. it. And then when... ACDC played, it's like, fuck, let's go watch it. But nowadays, there's 4,000 DVDs on ACDC. Yeah. There's 17 million photos of different stages of the concert. Yeah. And I can have a pretty good idea. Fuck up with ACDC is, it's exactly like the DVD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> About halfway in, I was like, this is choreographed like a fucking Beyonce concert. Oh, no. Like him uh, running on the ground and pulling the moves. I'm yeah. like, fuck, this is choreographed. Like, they're having a good time. Yeah. But I'm like, there's no spontaneity in the concert. I was like, fuck, what a bummer. But anyway, <laughs> it's just an interesting thought. And I, a big part of, of some of my discontent at the moment is I listen to a lot of podcasts and I watch a lot of podcasts. And then I sometimes fall into the trap where wow. uh, the, the podcast helps me 
and then it's like but my podcast isn't like oh, that okay. or um these guys my podcast is solo I go around, I'm the sound engineer, yeah. the technician, the whatever. He's not, he's not lying. It took him a while to say so. <laughs> <laughs> Where the other podcasts, they have like a sound engineer and a this and a yeah. this. And they're having a good time while interviewing mm. the guest. And then post and pre-podcast, yeah. there's like just this, like you're hanging out with your crew. And I'm like, I really want that. And my brain is so uh, sharp that I can find <laughs> problems with anything. No. You know, and it's uh, and it's it's hard work for me to sometimes convince myself, like you said, it's good enough. Yeah, uh, it's not like I'm saying my podcast isn't uh, good. I love my podcast. I love your podcast too. Thank you. I have so much fun <laughs> listening to it. And um, I just have this problem, like I always want to be more successful. Yeah. And like I spoke to Anya the other day, my uh, my lady, and it's like she's like, "Fuck, I feel." I look at what you accomplish and I don't feel so good about myself where I'm like, I don't feel good about myself because my accomplishments aren't enough or it's not big enough. And I'm like, we all have this. Mm. We're just so self-critical. So you said something interesting just now. And that is another thing that a lot of us struggle with. And that is, I like doing my podcast, but... Mm. I follow the rule in my life and I try to get it to my clients. Everything that follows but is bullshit. The truth lies are like my podcast. Mm. What follows the but was bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's not good enough. Mm. It is good enough. So the minute you put a but in a sentence, realize that I'm now, now I'm, I'm distorting the truth. The truth was the part before the but. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, I 100% agree <laughs> with you. Yeah, it, it, it's a nice way to, to, to live life is, is don't use buts. Yeah. Also, don't use um, woods, shoes, and woods, shoots, and coulds. They're destructive words. I should have done that. You didn't. You can't do anything about it. You can't change the past. I would have felt better had I had, I had, had, yeah. I had more money. But you don't. Yeah. I the could have done that in that situation. No, no you didn't. So... The reality is you didn't. So you and is stuff, is stuff like that in this book? Stuff like that's in there, yeah. Because I like some of the things that I see here. Um, <sighs> we are powerless over life. We are powerless over our reaction to life. There's a few things here that uh, I saw now. I can't... Uh, learned behaviors can be unlearned. Absolutely. Unmanageability is the outward manifestation of powerlessness. The one hardly ever exists without the other. So there's so many little things in here. I really like it. Thank you. And a big problem that a lot of people have with uh, the 12 steps is that they see the word God. Yes. So let's address that one. I, remo- because that I removed it. <laughs> so what, what did you replace with that? Um, in some steps, high power. In some steps, power greater than myself. And because it, I had a problem with the word God. But even the power greater than ourselves or higher power, if people have a problem even with that. So not only God, but even yeah. the word higher power. What, yeah. How do we address, uh, what would you say to people that are like, not necessarily atheists, but like they... 
we live in an era where there's very little uh, superstition left because science has proven yeah. most, so the higher power <laughs> isn't as prevalent in our lives. What would you say to people that... Um, I, I'm going to answer your question using an example. Cool. I had a, 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 I, 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 I'm working with somebody at the moment who struggled with that concept as well. And one day in desperation, I thought, I need, I need to help this person. How am I going to, 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 to get over this high power, power greater than self hurdle? And I eventually said to the person, I need you to write, to, to, to write me a little paragraph about the person you want to be. Basically, your higher self. Hmm. The, 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 the ideal you. And every decision you make in life needs to be based, is this decision going to bring me closer to that being or is it going to, to move me further away from, from reaching that? So as, as, as weird as it sounds, I made that person's self, future self, their, their power greater than themselves. Mm. Because that, that's all that the, the higher power concept is for me, matter of fact. It, it, it's, it's that concept of I need... And I call it in this book the three-second rule. Before I, before I react to something, before I make a decision, before I just do something, I need to take three seconds to decide, is this going to enhance my life or is it going to, to cause me trouble? <laughs> <laughs> I need to apply that rule. Yeah, exactly. Because so many of us, once we've done it, we say, oh, God, it's a fucker. And had we taken three seconds to, to, to consider mm. the consequences of this, I always say that if you ask yourself, is this going to hurt myself or somebody else? And the answer is yes, then don't do it. Then just, just don't do it. Does it have the potential to hurt myself or somebody else? Yes, then don't do it. Mm. Then do something else. And that is this book. is Don't just react. Don't just do. Consider. Three seconds. What's the right thing to do? So for people who struggle with a higher power concept, perceive yourself as, as, as the entity. So you basically tap into the future you, the, the person you want to be, and that idea guides you in a, the decision you're going to make. I quite like that because I had a podcast. I liked it as well. I thought afterwards, fuck, I'm good. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I should publish a book on myself. <laughs> No, I normally go, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> so I was pretty cool with the idea of a higher power until I had a podcast with your husband. <laughs> and the way that he described the universe and everything, I was like, well, maybe there isn't a higher power. Maybe this is, is all just what it is. because of Is that what he called it? Matter? I don't know I, what I he called it. He just brain fucked me. Like, uh, atoms? Everything's just atoms. I don't know. Yeah, I ignore him when he goes to that conversation. I wanted to go there. And then I finally <laughs> went there. I'm like, I just don't know anymore. I really don't know. I was like, I've, I've never considered atheism. I've never considered that. The, I've always been an agnostic where I'm like, who am I to say anything? Yeah. And um, after speaking to him, I'm like, 
Maybe it is nothing. Who am I not to say? (laughs) I don't know. It was just a very strange uh, thing where it literally changed my mind. But I quite like the concept that you just brought out. I quite like that. I must be honest. Is 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 once once after the session, I thought to myself, that was that was really good. It it sounds weird to say that, but but it was because it makes sense. It makes perfect sense to say, okay, is this going to enhance who I want to be? Mm. Is, is this bringing me closer to that entity or further away? I really like it. Yeah. It's like if I take the example of what would my higher power want? I'll be like, a, it's just because I don't think that there is a higher power. Yeah. It's a very strange thing for me to say, what would my higher power want? I don't fucking know. I don't even know if he exists or yeah. she or it or whatever. But I'm like, if there is a Marva as a higher being in the alternative universe that's, let's say, perfect... And he would look at this current situation and what would that perfect Marva want to be the ideal response or yeah. outcome or how would that one maybe respond yeah. in this? And then maybe that one is a little bit more loving, a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more patient. Yeah. That actually, I can maybe yeah. I can maybe roll with that idea. Awesome. I'm going to try that for a cool. while. The only pity was that concept came after the book went to print. <laughs> But so. but that's okay because that that's why there are second and third editions of books. Exactly. So that will Alcoholics definitely. Alcoholics Anonymous. Into. How many editions are there of that I book? I don't. I think the fifth, fifth or sixth now. And if someone's religious, they have their own specific god. Yeah. This would match nicely with the Absolutely, the way yeah. you've written. Totally so. I'm gonna just open on a random page and try to. Um. I try. I'm trying not to have an anxiety attack yet. Why? <laughs> In step four, we learn that secrets keep us sick. Oh, I love that. The step five pool of wisdom is that shame dies on exposure. I love that even more. <laughs> we can think of our shame as Dracula, captured in our soul. The minute we expose him to the light, he burns and perishes. That is exactly what happens when we expose our reactions we are so deeply ashamed of to someone else. Remember the analogy of the mushroom used in step 4. Most mushrooms only thrive in dark places. Expose these to direct sunlight and they shrivel up and die. As mentioned earlier, our guilt and shame are our soul fungi. Keep them in the dark of our beings and feed it the nonsense that goes on in our heads and it thrives. Expose it and it withers and expires. And then there's a little personally. Some of the secrets which I believed I would take to the grave with me are now so much an accepted part of the story of my life. I openly share them as part of my experience, strength and hope journey. The shame cycle has been broken. These shameful events have lost their hold on me. I am proud of who I have become and these events all help to make me who I am today. I am Freddy. I am good and bad. I am the dark and light. I am yin and yang. I strive for balance. I work to accept all parts of me. So when this block comes up personally, it's literally... It's literally It's my. as if you're talking to the person yeah, reading. Absolutely. And can you, like any, like, I don't know, to give a bit of hope if you want... Like, is there anything that you can say that, you know, stuff that you were ashamed of that's now become a part of you and you've yeah. accepted it uh, that was difficult well, for you? Fundamentally, my sexuality. 
and I, I think we've discussed it in a previous podcast, is because I grew up in a religious household, I felt incredibly judged by, by church, by society, for, for, for being gay. And I ended up being a... I came out of the closet, so I was an out gay, but I was everything but out and proud. I was out and highly ashamed. And so that made the whole of me shame-filled. But through the shame that I felt, I did a lot of shameful things. For instance, they say the, least, the, the, the worst homophobia is fine between gays. I was a classic one of those. If you were a fat gay, I would have fat shamed you. I'm, I'm serious. And, 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 and yeah, it, it's awful. <laughs> and if you were a thin gay guy? Then you were too effeminate. So you would invariably find problems with yeah. gay people. Because I was so ashamed of who I was as a gay person. And then especially if they were happy. Then yeah. there would be extra menace in your absolutely. Judgment. They would be they would be be rubbing the salt in the wound. Not only are you gay, but you happier than yeah. the, <laughs> then the you 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 gay gay. <laughs> this this topic of being gay, we had it at a, a, a dinner the other night, and I'm like, I was talking to a lady who's a lesbian, and we were talking about. I don't know where the, how and where we went, but it's about being able to be gay. And um, I think uh, the white society within South Africa in many parts, that's become okay. But like in some black uh, cultures, I think the color culture, it's a little bit fine. But like mm -hmm. if you're an Indian, uh, which is so, if anyone listens to South Africa, we have four races, official <laughs> ones. We have white, black, uh, Indian. And colored. And colored. And color doesn't mean mixed race. Mixed race means it's two races. Mixed yeah. colored means that it's a little bit more like the Bushman. Yeah. Uh, there's a certain, like that's a Bushman. I use the term because most people know the fucking Bushman. <laughs> so it's a specific, if you tell a Bushman you're mixed race, he'll fucking slap you. Like I'm not. Yeah. Uh, and so in some of those culture, it's a little bit more accepted than others. Mm -hmm. I read something yesterday in, in, on News 24 where... In the House of Province, the Council of Provinces, one of the, 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 the members of the House asked our Deputy Minister, why do South Africa still support countries where they, where they punish homosexuals? There are still so many African countries where homosexuality, homosexuality is being punished. Yeah. Listen, my conclusion is the world's fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you. And this is always going to be bullshit. Like, I don't know if I came up with it myself and I don't think I have. I think I listened to a podcast. And I don't know, again, I don't know if I came up with a metaphor because I come up with a lot of metaphors. And it's like I spoke to someone that's in advertising and they always said like, who knows who came up with that ad? Because that person might have heard the idea 10 years yeah. ago and 10 years later they wrote something and they somehow stole it without knowing <laughs> that they stole it. And it's like, who knows whoever the fuck. Like yeah. everything can be traced somewhere. But I was like, I always say, why, 
why can't we all live in harmony? Why can't we do this? Why da 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 da? And then I, the, the, the example is, if you take a water hole in the jungle, would it not be nice if all the animals could stand there and drink peacefully together? But inevitably, the fucking lion will be like, cool. The crocodile will be like, feeding time. It's not real. Yeah. And thinking like that is not real. You're insane if you think that a fucking 400 different species are going to come together. Yeah. And I, I, the way I'm thinking about it now is that my problem is, and this is one of my big problems, is I've, I've always looked at all people as equal. And I think the problem is that we are not all equal. Some of us are more intelligent than others. Some of us don't have it that much. Absolutely. Some of us are more selfish than others. We are not all equally giving. Life is not fair. And I think the problem is, at least in the animal kingdom, you can identify that that's the lion, yes. that's the crocodile. Yeah, we're a bunch of aliens looking the same. <laughs> Absolutely. And you at face value. And mm. we are clever enough to hide yeah. what we feel. Like the lion can't. It's like if you put a piece of meat out on this table, the fucking cat, dog, lion, whoever likes meat, the creature cannot hide just salivating <laughs> oh my god yeah where we can do that if we yes. really want something if you're a womanizer you can really hide the fact that you're gonna hurt that lady if you're a, a greedy motherfucker you can really hide behind a yeah. lot of bullshit and i think a big part of me is this this growing up and just realizing this is life this is normal and it's abnormal for me to to think that it's going to be different. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how the fuck I got onto that topic, but this is a big part of, of where I'm at right yeah. now. Um, it's just the seeing whole, life the whole shame, shame gay thing. And yeah. An example then, that's an interesting one, is if you look at sexual predators, some of them groom people for years. No way. Before they eventually kind of go there. Yeah. They're like patients. So, so that mask, that, that, that falseness, is there all the time, all the time. So you're right. We, 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 we don't know what, what, what we look at. We don't know. I don't know whether I see the matter when I have this conversation with you. And that's difficult. That, that makes life difficult generally for people. Mm. And that's where trust is so difficult. So many people who, who got hurt have such trust issues. Mm. And we, we, we can't go through life not trusting people. We, 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 we can't. We need to somehow just, just, just learn to trust and carry on with our lives. And that's another issue where, 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 where life and none can help, is if you have trust issues. Mm. Because I'm, not trusting people has a vast impact on, on, on how you live your life, how you enjoy your life. No, it's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, looking over your shoulder the whole time. This concept that people are out to get you. Are they yeah. really? Exactly. You know, are you, do you yeah. have that much that they're actually out to get you? <laughs> Plus, what if they're not? What if they actually just want to be your friend? Yeah. What if they actually just want to help you? Absolutely. I've had some people, it's like, um, dude, I'm just trying to help you. I'm not trying to fucking steal your car. Mm. You know what I mean? You're drunk. <laughs> I'm sober. I can drive you. There's no fucking bullshit exactly. there. <laughs> If you were driving a Ferrari or a piece of shit car, I'm offering to <laughs> drive you home safely. There's no bullshit. Yeah. And if you don't trust people, yeah. listen, I'm not perfect. I'm going to read another little thing. Yeah. Is it uh, Sarah and Jared? Yeah. Jared was the, the, cheat, the cheater. 
the cheetah. Let's examine this concept in the context of Sarah and Jared. Sarah has now come to terms with a breakup with Jared and through working a recovery program has come to see that she owes Jared an amend. Mm -hmm. An appropriate amend for her is to replace the clothes she destroyed. She contacts Jared and offers to replace the clothes. Jared, who is now dating another girl, feels it would be inappropriate for Sarah to pay for replacing his clothes as his current girlfriend does not know what happened between them. Having Sarah buy Jared clothes will mean Jared will have to explain the situation to his new girlfriend and he believes knowledge of his infidelity will damage his current relationship, in effect damaging him further and possibly causing damage to his new girlfriend. Yeah, that's around that concept of we, we make amend unless to do so would injure another party. So I'm sure a lot of people, if they're listening now, they're like, fuck him. Sarah has nothing to apologize for. Yeah. That fucking bitch of a dickhead, Jared. I think, do, do a lot of people struggle with this one, acknowledging that they had some part in hurt or causing damage, although they were predominantly the pure one. Yeah. It's interesting because once you get to, to step nine, where, where that part comes from, you have been through step four, five, six, seven, and eight. So you are, you are a lot more spiritually prepared. By that time, you have come to see that you, you had or didn't have a part to play. You know exactly what, 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 what Jared's part in it was. And you can see it for, for, for what it is. The one thing we, we mustn't forget is that a 12-step journey is a spiritual journey. Whatever spirituality means for you. And, but in the 12-step context, we, we refine it a little bit to say that spirituality is what's good. Is, um, let's use the example of anger. When we out, act out on our anger, it's probably bad. What's the better way to do things? Is to rather assert ourselves. Assertiveness is, the, is, is a positive ex expression of anger. So the spiritual thing we do is to assert yourself, but not the anger. Mm. Um, what would be another one? Um, self-pity. Mm. Is instead of, 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 of Sarah sitting and, and, and hating life and being self-pity because Jared cheated on her, she should rather be, 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 be grateful, that's not going to sound weird, for the fact that she has now given the opportunity to actually engage with a non-cheater in her life. And that's something very, very difficult. People struggle to let go. And I love that, that idea of, I can't take something from you while my hand is still holding this. I cannot accept what life wants to give me if I hold on to, to what I need to let go of. So the spiritual principle is gratitude. Be grateful for the opportunity you're given. Be grateful for the other stuff you have in life. Mm. Um, what, what, what else? There are so many fear. Fear. Fear is one of the most debilitating robbers of, of joy in life. We just live so much in fear. Instead of... of, 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 of um, 
of embracing life, of, of, of looking at, the, at, at, at trust, to know that if I'm going to, to, to write this book, it's going to be okay. To, to have trust, to, to, to have faith that, that I am good enough to have an opinion, to express that opinion on paper, that my opinion will contribute to, to, to life somehow. Mm-hmm. If I lived in fear, I wouldn't have been able to help people. Even in my practice, I had to let go of, of, of my fear to be a counselor. Yep. So, so I had to trust that, that, that I am good enough, that it will be okay. Dude, well done. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I think this is so cool. Well done. Um, have you ever considered doing an audiobook? <laughs> yes, I did. Until I did my own podcast. I, I did a bit of reading on that for my own podcast the week before this one. And I read. And eventually my throat got so fucking sore yeah. that I said, no, fuck this shit. I stopped halfway through, through, through the chapter. And, said, and if, if somebody else reads for you, yeah, the audiobook? Yeah, somebody else will have to read it for me. I, I won't be able to. The voice thing is quite interesting because um, I talk for a living, not only on the podcast, but as yeah. a teacher. And, you know, and I'm just such a chatty Cathy. That, <laughs> but... Um, being able to talk at a certain volume in a certain way with a th- certain yeah. authority, it's a special skill. And um, after the World Cup rugby, I must say, I never watched rugby. <laughs> and uh, um, fuck, I was shouting after that one try. And I actually heard my... Uh, Vocal cord. I heard something. And like the next day I was on the telephone. I was like, I can't really talk right now. Sound like a teenage boy. <laughs> But um, the audiobooks is something I've never done, yeah. but it is, there is a new place for it. There's a lot of people I know who listen to audiobooks in their cars. Yeah. So there's definitely a place for it. I think if audiobooks. I go back to Europe, um, fuck, I miss Europe in the sense there's so many parts that I miss, but one part I really miss is listening to stuff on public transport because yeah. I don't have to focus on the road. Yes. I can literally, my attention is with whatever I'm listening. Absolutely. And uh, there is definitely a place. Yeah. So that that's in the back of my head an audiobook. There is also a um a I know Yaku's against it and an and, 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 um, um, Kindle version. Um only because it he doesn't like the Kindle version we did of the first layer. Mm. So but we were in a rush to get it done, so I think we'll take a lot more time to, to do the Kindle version. I, I I think there's a place for a Kindle version. Um and I'm also thinking of doing a a something like Daily motivation book based on life and on, so that we can every day just have a short little reading, something to to think about, mm-hmm. how to would, would be the appropriate way to respond today. So a three hundred sixty six day little book based on life and on. So that's a project in the in the in the head, mm-hmm. and then there's the another book that's in the head at the moment is a book based on my podcast, Meet Me in the Field. Awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot. Busy man. Lots of things going on. That's so cool, man. And if anyone's listening, uh, Freddie is available for Skype sessions. I know uh, a few people that have uh, been in different (laughs) countries. 
and then he uh, Freddie and that person has uh, sessions over Skype if you're in a different part in South Africa you don't have to meet face to face maybe some people find it easier to do the Skype rather than being uh, one on one yeah the the intimacy of being very close to someone so Freddie is available for that um if you want uh, to know more about Freddie, I have two previous podcasts with him. The first one is, I think, in Afrikaans, and it's about him and who he is as a person and a bit of his life story. The second one was... Um, An oral exam I did on addiction. <laughs> basically... <laughs> felt like it. <laughs> basically, what is alcoholism? What is addiction? What is codependency? What is a Sex variety addiction. of uh, mental problems you can have? Yeah. Um, and what are different approaches, how to deal with them? If you're a family member of an alcoholic, how do you go about it? Um, so the second podcast was about that. Um, so you're welcome to listen to that. And then obviously his podcast, Meet Me in the Field. Yeah. There are a variety of topics. Uh, nice thing about Freddie's podcast, unlike mine, is that it's shorter. <laughs> My podcast, generally... Where are we already today? I think we. this is a shorter one. Uh, I, 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 I thought of doing a shorter one because it's like, um, you might use some of this. Ah. Uh, so I think we're at the hour and 15 minutes. Oh, cool. Uh, a lot of my podcasts go to two hours yeah. or over. Um, good or bad, it is what it is. But what I like about your podcast, it's a lot more concise and it's a, a lot shorter and quicker. And um, Eddie, uh, um, Freddie edits yeah. a little bit when there's too much going off topic, which in my podcast, we do that quite a lot where... Uh, we, I tend to go off topic because I go with how my brain yeah. works and my brain works a bit like it does. <laughs> uh, so the thing with yours is it's like you tune in and it's like we're doing this. Yeah. And I really like that. Thank you. So uh, go check it out. Meet me in the field. Uh, the first layer, if you're a drug addict or alcoholic or any of the isms, yeah. check out that. If you're just a standard random human, <laughs> then this might be the one for you. Yes. Um, I'm going to just read the, a little loss. End, end of with. We, <laughs> we are not perfect. We are never going to be perfect. When we learn to accept our imperfections, our lives immediately become easier. We all make mistakes. It is perfectly okay. The best thing to do when we did something wrong is to promptly admit it. To forgive ourselves, mend the mistakes if we can... Carry on with life and try to do better next time. There is no need for us to take our mistakes as rocks in our pocket and live our life with that weight attached to us. We can accept the things we cannot change. What we have done a minute or a year or a decade ago cannot be changed. Our lives become a pleasure when we accept our past and move on living life to the best of our ability. Powerful stuff, man. Fuck, I'm good. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm sitting here with a genius. Yo. <laughs> Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> but if you if you hear that, does it feel nice? Yeah. It it actually it actually does. I, I, I must say. It, it 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 I'm proud of the book. I'm 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 not proud of, 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 of every word and every sentence in there, but 
I listened to the message, and that section was a fucking good message that came out, and I'm proud of that. Mm. And and this is the thing with this book. It's not like you're talking to a drug addict. Like fucking Bill Gates can read this and be like, mm, actually, you know what? Yeah. You know, any person can read this and it'll be like, this is this is for you. Yeah. You know, and is there like uh, homework activities and stuff in this? Yeah. Everywhere you see that, that's a question. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. So, it, Life and Non is actually a workbook. So, for, for, for in every step, there are questions and then to guide the reader because they aren't people who aren't 12 step fellowship sit in meetings and they, they get a, a, a far better understanding of, 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 of the thinking of the, the, the lingo and those type of things. So to guide the reader in, in the type of answer that I want, I give an example answer as well. Mm. So the best way to, 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 to read Life and Non is with a pen and a paper next to you. When you read the question, then write your answer. Um, I even go as far as one of the addendums guides people to start a anonymous fellowship if they want to. And I call it a reactors anonymous because our problem is the way we react to life. So um, there are preambles. It tells a bit about what, what happens in 12-step meetings, how to run a meeting, how it comes about, um, and then the different positions in the meeting and a sample preamble of how you can actually start your own reactors anonymous meeting. And if you're unsure, email Freddy. I actually say that there, yes. Who took these pictures? All the pictures come from Unsplash, which is an amazing, amazing um, website where you can, where people, where photographers post their pictures and okay. you can use them for free. Cool. So at the beginning of the book, I gave acknowledgement to each and every one of the photographers whose pictures I used because I think it's really important. Um, no, I think you went too far. Uh, there. Okay. Thanks. I use uh, Pixabay. Is it? Yeah. And uh, I think what they've brought in now, it's, uh, you can actually donate a little bit of money yeah. if you felt like it. Uh, very, very cool. Huh? Yeah. Very and cool. And there are amazing pictures on there. Really, it's beautiful. November 2019. Bling, bling, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to finish on that, dude. Thank you so much for having a chat with me. Off air, I'm going to buy this book. Thank and I'm you go work for it. talking to me about it. No, no. It was amazing. No, it's well done, man. I'm super stoked for you. Uh, it's just, I love, I love when people go out there. You know, we always hear about fucking the guy winning the Oscar telling his story. I was just some random fuck. Yeah. And then I went for it. But it's not only about the Oscar winners. It's about any project. And I love it when people get involved. And my podcast is also... I don't want to just interview celebrities and get their take on. It's like I love Joe Rogan. That's one of my main podcasts that I listen to. But I, I've seen it now. People only listen to the celebrity podcast. Like you'll see us like uh, Edward Norton was there on. It's like within two days, it's like three million. Yeah. And then there's a not so famous person, which is like 500,000. And it's so weird how we as humans, we only listen to stories if you're famous. And it's yeah. like, but there might be more interesting content coming from other people. And that's Absolutely. why I have my podcast where I'm like, I don't want to only listen to these famous people. I want to talk to average Joe Everybody and John and Sarah. Story. And people like you that are getting involved with life and doing these things, man. I'm super proud of you. I love it. I think it's awesome. And that 
inspires me in the end to continue my stuff. You better bloody well. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. We appreciate right. it. Cool, man. Okay. Ciao. Sweet. As always, it was great to spend some quality time with Madeline. I really appreciate the opportunity to have spoken to him about Life Anon and thank him for this amazing opportunity. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.